you don't have to jump out of a plane or surf the bonsai pipeline in Hawaii to feel alive. Try setting a boundary. Try speaking your truth. Try asking for what you want. Try saying you don't know how to do something and you need help. Oh my God, these difficult conversations will have your nerve endings stand on end. So you don't have to do all those things to feel alive. You just need to be honest. So this soul-crushing job that he describes, I take exception to that. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, where being a high achiever doesn't necessarily equate to being an effective leader. Let's check to see if you're in the right place. If you're rising through the ranks of your organization so fast that your leadership skills need to grow as fast as your responsibilities, you're in the right place. If it seems you need different skills to lead your team or lead from within a group of talented, competitive peers, you're in the right place. If you're looking to become a trusted advisor to the CEO, you are definitely in the right place. So now that we know that you're in the right place, enjoy today's conversation. Before we begin, I have something for you. Have you not read Only Tens 2.0 yet? If you've been listening to the show, my guess is you have read it. Would you like to give away a copy to someone you care about, someone who's struggling with time and energy management, someone who needs to focus on the important things? Well, if you go to markjsilverman.com, click on the red resource buttons, we have put a free copy of Only Tens 2.0 for you to download, and you can upload it onto your electronic device of choice. I hope you enjoy. I was walking my dogs yesterday, listening to an audiobook, The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life by Boyd Vardy. Fascinating book. Boyd grew up on a game preserve in Africa and learned uh, from the masters how to track animals in the bush. So he takes that wisdom and he applies it to coaching and writing and basically self-help. So it's a nice twist on what I do for a living. And I love learning different perspectives. He was talking about uh, one of the workshops he does where he brings men in to teach them to be more alive, more connected to themselves, their bodies, and to life. He talked about how these men come in uh, from these soul-crushing jobs, these soul-crushing corporate jobs. And first, I'm agreeing with him, oh my God, you know, just a corporate job is, is soul-crushing because we all fall into that stigma. And I thought, it's really not true. Yes, you can jump out of an airplane to feel the immediacy of life. You, you know, surfers feel at one with the world, with the universe, with the ocean, with everything when they're, you know, in, in, you know, in that zone on the wave, uh, tracking a lion in Africa, you know, has your nerve ending standing up and you're looking at every leaf and every twig. But have you ever been in the office and just spoken your truth to your boss have you ever actually set a boundary? I kind of feel like the immediacy of life is available to us wherever we are. I didn't grow up in the bush. I grew up on Long Island. I, I did go to workshops and learn how to be in my body to, to feel that intuition, to feel that aliveness. And I do feel that now. But I got to tell you, I've never felt alive as when I speak my truth. I've never felt so alive as when I've said no to someone and been afraid that they're going to reject me or not like me. I coach some of the most successful people I have ever met in my life, just you know, at the top of their game. And when we have conversations about the boardroom and about when the CEO 
has an initiative that he's bringing to the to the team and everybody looks down at their paper or just nods in agreement and my client actually speaks up and has a comment uh, uh, that's different than the status quo. If you think that's any different than a lion about to pounce on you, you know, you're not thinking about this correctly. You don't have to jump out of a plane or surf the bonsai pipeline in Hawaii to feel alive. Try setting a boundary. Try speaking your truth. Try asking for what you want. Try saying you don't know how to do something and you need help. Oh my God, these difficult conversations will have your nerve endings stand on end. So you don't have to do all those things to feel alive. You just need to be honest. So this soul-crushing job that he describes, I take exception to that. I don't believe anything has to be soul-crushing. I believe things can be boring. I think things can be feel like they're you're not really doing anything important in the world. I, I, think, I think you can have those feelings. I think you can have that view about uh, what you're doing. But if you're present, washing the dishes, now this is a Zen Buddhist thing, you know, you wash that dish, you wash that dish as well as you possibly can. You be present with the dishes or the person or be present with the person drying the dishes while you wash the dishes and have a conversation. If you can be present in any given moment. If you can breathe from your belly, try it now. You can just breathe from your belly. You can hear my voice slow down and maybe deepen a little bit. You can feel the immediacy of life. You don't have to be tracking in the bush and come upon an alligator to know you're alive. You can feel it now. You can feel the air on your skin. You can watch your thoughts and see the things that scare you, that give you hope, the things that you want, the things that you don't want. You can watch life happening now? Have you ever just laid down in the grass and looked up at the stars? These are all free. You don't have to go anywhere for them. You can walk through the city and you can just look at everything that's going on you. I was, I was at, uh, I had to go to three supermarkets. I didn't have to. I wanted to go to three supermarkets yes, uh, yesterday also. I went to Costco, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods. And I wanted something different at each one of the places before I go on this speaking trip that I'm uh, going on. And uh, I had just been to Costco and it was crazy crowded because it's Christmas. Uh, that was a mistake. Uh, got what I wanted. And then I was walking into Trader Joe's and I was just feeling grumpy. Oh my God, I'm going into Trader Joe's. I feel like, I'm, like I, I just don't want to deal with all of this and the dials are small. And, uh, and then before I even walked in the door, I had the thought, wow, I get to go to Trader Joe's. I get to go buy fresh food. I get to buy exactly what I want. I'm actually here for dog treats for my dogs. Uh, they, I have one dog who only likes treats from Costco and I have another dog who only likes treats from Trader Joe's. I am a slave to my dogs, so I do that. But then I thought of the privilege, the privilege of driving in my nice new car to Costco and having the money to buy what I want and then going to Trader Joe's and then buying what I want. And then I'm going to go over to Whole Foods because I have that kind of palate and I need a certain kind of collagen creamer for my coffee while I travel and I can get that those needs satisfied. And my whole attitude changed about shopping, shopping during Christmas, shopping on a Sunday afternoon while it's really busy. Uh, the immediacy of life, the joy of life, of being able to go do these things, to be able to set myself up on my trip so I can have the food. Because I, I, I try not to eat the breakfast in a hotel and all that. I try and bring my shake and my collagen and my own coffee and all that stuff because I like those things on the road. So back to the immediacy of life, back to this, this notion that the mundane, 
the normal, the mainstream is soul crushing. It's only soul crushing if that's the way you look at it. It's only soul crushing if you believe the people who tell you that it's soul crushing. Now, you may have a desire to do something different. I left corporate life to coach. I left corporate life because I saw things that were happening in my world. I saw people dying. I saw people getting sick. I saw marriages breaking up. I saw the cost to be in the 1%. And I wanted to do something to help the people who don't have the opportunity to leave do it differently. I do this podcast. I write books. Everything that I do is so that I can help you do it differently. So I'd like you to think about your job. Where can you speak up? Where can you be of help to somebody else? Where can you learn from one of the people on your team how they're doing, what's going on in their life? How can you create relationship? That's skydiving in the office. That's living in the moment. That's living on the edge. Be in relationship with people. You are living on the edge. Speak up. You are living on the edge. Everything's an opportunity to grow. Everything's an opportunity to be alive. And everything's an opportunity to connect. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I love you. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for joining today's conversation. If you got value, please share the episode, give us a thumbs up, write us a review. And if there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a question that you have, send them my way. Look forward to connecting on the next episode of the Rising Leader Podcast.